This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. I'm Cecilia Lay, and this is Fit the Mission. At the start of the pandemic, local and federal leaders looked for an emergency shelter solution to keep the unhoused population safe from the coronavirus. They came up with Project RoomKey, a program that used federal funds to move unhoused residents into hotel rooms. More than 42,000 people across the state benefited from the program, and in San Francisco, nearly 4,000 people have been sheltered across 25 hotels since last spring. Over time, the program became a sort of model for temporary housing that could lead to more permanent solutions for the city's growing homeless population. As the pandemic wore on and new threats like the Delta variant continued to pose a risk, the Biden administration decided to extend its full funding for the hotel program multiple times. Now, San Francisco has the funds to cover the hotel rooms through April 1st, 2022. But the city has been winding down the homeless hotel program for months and will continue closing more hotels by the year's end. Fifth Emission producer Karen Creighton has a story of that decision and what advocates for the homeless are saying about it. Shame on you. Homeless folks are people too. HSH. We're outside the Tilden Hotel in the Tenderloin. Dozens of homeless residents and advocates are demanding that San Francisco stop its planned shutdown of seven of the city's 25 SIP hotels. SIP stands for Shelter in Place. These hotels have housed over 3,700 homeless residents since April 2020. They were created at the start of the pandemic to keep unhoused residents safe. On this October day in 2021, the Tilden Hotel is shutting down. And two more hotels are scheduled to close in December. They said they had to the end of the year. They're uh, currently trying to shut them down right now. Um, and we just need them to stay open. Dominique Griffin is a formerly homeless mother of two who lived in a shelter-in-place hotel for a year before moving into permanent housing. It's personal to me because I am a single mom of two. And we were in a hotel recently uh, at the Oasis. We got our housing recently. And if it wasn't for that hotel, I don't know where we would be. I would probably be on the streets. I have no friends. I have no family to live with. Um, so, yeah. Federal funding for shelter-in-place hotels had been set to expire on December 31st. But last week, the Biden administration extended it through April 1st. But that didn't change the city's plan to close two more hotels in December and wind down the entire program by September of next year. So it's really critical that we continue to rehouse and demobilize if we're going to hold true to our commitment to rehouse guests in shelter in place and to provide permanent exits from homelessness. That's Shireen McSpadden, director of the San Francisco Department of Homelessness and Supportive Housing, giving a presentation at a Board of Supervisors meeting in October. McSpadden is talking about why the city is demobilizing, that is, closing SIP hotels before federal funding comes to an end. Backfilling vacant rooms or slower demobilizations will lead to the city spending more on the temporary shelter that SIPs offer instead of on the permanent solutions that help people permanently exit homelessness. Because the city wants to live up to its promise of not moving people from hotels back to the street, 
it says winding down the hotel program is necessary and that backfilling hotel rooms wouldn't work. According to a representative from the Department of Homelessness and Supportive Housing, kicking people out of the hotels all at once on April 1st would cause a crisis. The city and homeless advocates agree that shelter-in-place hotels have been incredibly beneficial for the formerly homeless folks who've been able to stay in them. They've provided much-needed shelter during a public health crisis, as well as a pathway to housing. And both sides want people moved to permanent housing. So what's going on here? If everyone wants the same thing, what's the debate even about? Why are there protesters in the streets? Although the city is being reimbursed by FEMA, San Francisco doesn't view SIP hotels as an efficient use of resources. HSH officials say they'd rather focus on permanent solutions, like the Homelessness Recovery Plan, which aims to place 6,000 people into housing and communal shelters by next July. They also say that remaining dependent on federal funding puts residents at risk of being left without permanent housing once those dollars go away. When the hotels close, residents aren't pushed back out onto the street. They're moved to permanent housing or other alternatives. But still, there are hotel rooms just sitting empty, while thousands remain without a roof over their heads during the pandemic. The city says the open hotels only have a 4% vacancy rate, but that's excluding the hotels that have already closed. We've got a bunch of empty SIP hotels. The Biden administration has been is paying for them to the end of the year. But for the last six months, they have not allowed any additional people into the SIP hotels. It's been incredibly frustrating. Jennifer Friedenbach is the executive director of the Coalition on Homelessness. We've been in a situation where folks have been stuck on the streets without respite since the beginning of the pandemic. The SIP hotels are very similar to stable permanent housing in terms of what they could offer from a health perspective. Because homelessness itself causes so much health disparity and creates, uh, you know, shorter lifespans and um, premature aging and all of that, there's, you know, definitely um, a lot of folks are particularly vulnerable. For Dominique Griffin, who you heard from earlier, a shelter-in-place hotel offered her not only safety during the pandemic, but a chance at independence. Oh, that felt really beautiful. Like I was able to focus because you're not thinking about where I'm going to sleep, number one, you know, where I'm going to eat or what I'm going to eat not just for yourself, but your children. The privacy was great to not have to share a bathroom because it's COVID and just because I'm me. We'll hear more from Dominique after a break. You can support Fifth Emission and the newsroom that creates it by signing up for full digital access. And right now you can get 26 weeks for just 99 cents total. Go to sfchronicle.com slash pod or download the San Francisco Chronicle app. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. After shifting between different living arrangements with her two kids, one of whom is autistic, Dominique Griffin was able to find a bit of stability spending a year at the Oasis Inn in the Fillmore. She eventually got connected to an internship with the Coalition on Homelessness and started her own business. Griffin now lives in subsidized housing. I feel even better and empowered 
More so now than I did at the shelter. The shelter was definitely like a stepping stone. In 2019, there were over 8,000 homeless people in San Francisco. The number is likely higher now, but the survey hasn't been conducted since the start of the pandemic. More than 3,700 people stayed in SIP hotels, according to the San Francisco Department of Homelessness and Supportive Housing. As of October, 729 of them had been moved into permanent supportive housing. For advocates, though, temporary housing is still important. Freddie Martin works for Senior and Disability Action. He says this issue goes deeper than just providing safety during a public health crisis. Keeping SIP hotels open and providing unhoused people with a safe place to stay through the pandemic is a racial justice issue. What's considered affordable housing in San Francisco, 40% of the occupants are Black or Brown identified. And it makes sense in the history of just systemic racism overall, but specifically in San Francisco, it would make sense that that's not where the monies are going. There's not a huge um, investment in housing those people right now or keeping them in the SIP hotels. And again, moving them from place to place, which furthers the distrust and mistrust of the system. The CDC says that Black and Latinx people are more than twice as likely as whites to be hospitalized or die from COVID. The unfortunate connection here is that these same groups are also overrepresented in San Francisco's homeless population. People who identify as Black or African-American make up only 6% of San Francisco's population, but 37% of those who are homeless. Hispanic or Latinx people are also overrepresented among the cities unhoused. Friedenbach says the pandemic has only made life on the streets more difficult for San Francisco's homeless residents. Typically unhoused people, you know, will be on the streets for a bit. They'll wait in line for shelter, get a shelter respite, reach their time limit back to the streets. And this pandemic has basically wiped out that option for the folks who have not been lucky enough to get a SIP hotel. At the beginning of the pandemic, the city of San Francisco struggled to come up with a plan for how to keep its homeless residents safe. It was criticized for its slow response in getting vulnerable people into hotels ahead of outbreaks and shelters. Today, the city's largest homeless shelter looked very much like an emergency medical ward. And some residents, presumably those not infected, were ferried to hotels the city has secured to isolate vulnerable populations. Hotels became San Francisco's solution to keeping unhoused people safe early on in the pandemic. But the hotels eventually did more than that. Friedenbach says that getting into a shelter-in-place hotel is one of the few pathways to permanent housing for the homeless in San Francisco, though it's not a guarantee. Advocates say the hotels offer unhoused people multiple benefits, not just a roof over their heads. They have something called the pandemic prioritization. You're in a better situation if you're in a SIP hotel, but even within the picking and choosing who gets an offer of housing, the SIP hotels, um, residents have an advantage. The Coalition on Homelessness and other organizations that have combined to form the Shelter-in-Place Hotel Shutdown Coalition are calling on the city to keep hotels open until federal funding runs out. San Francisco Supervisor Matt Haney supports that, too. He represents District 6, which includes the Tenderloin. We have thousands of people who are still on our streets. There is still a pandemic. There is still the crisis and the deadliness of being homeless on our streets. That was Haney speaking at a Board of Supervisors meeting in late October, which he called to discuss the benefits the homeless population has seen from shelter-in-place hotels. Why would we not want to bring in another few hundred people, even if it was just for the next few months while we're receiving reimbursements, 
Why wouldn't we want to do that as well? Because we're going to have a responsibility to do that for these folks anyways. Residents of shelter-in-place hotels are given 90 days notice before the hotel they're staying in closes. That gives guests enough time to, quote, further engage in the rehousing process, according to HSH. Here's the department's Shireen McSpadden again. What we don't also want to end up with is a situation where the funding ends and we have to exit people quickly because we don't have capacity in the system to do it that way. And we don't want to set them up and then have them immediately have to exit into what may not be permanent housing. For the folks who stayed in hotels that have been shut down, almost a quarter of them have been placed in housing and two-thirds have transferred to another shelter-in-place hotel where they're waiting to be placed into permanent housing. For those like Dominique Griffin, who was able to access subsidized housing through the SIP hotel program, the battle doesn't end once they have a roof over their heads. She pays rent at a reduced rate based on her income. That'll last for 20 months. But after that, she'll have to start paying market rate. I mean, I guess it's all about how you look at it. Like, you knew it wasn't going to be forever. But it's also sad. I wish that it could be forever, you know? Because that's that's the scary part. Like, whoa, after the 20 months, then what? You gotta, you just better have your money up and you have a job. Honestly. Even still, staying in a shelter-in-place hotel gave Griffin space to breathe. I'm really grateful. This is a great program, a great opportunity. I hope they continue to keep the SIP hotels open instead of shutting them down. Because there's so many Dominiques out there. Despite the protests, San Francisco says it will continue closing the shelter-in-place hotels in order to focus on permanent solutions, like the Homelessness Recovery Plan, which it calls the largest expansion of permanent supportive housing in two decades. Advocates remain concerned, though, about the risks facing people living on the streets, and even in more permanent solutions like SROs. They're less appealing to residents for many reasons, including the greater risk of COVID spread in shared spaces. Advocates say they will continue calling on the city to stop the scheduled closure of two more SIP hotels next month. Karen Creighton is a producer for the San Francisco Chronicle. She wrote and reported this episode. It was produced by King Kaufman and me, Cecilia Lay. You can find ongoing homelessness coverage on sfchronicle.com or on the Chronicle app. We are taking a break after today for the holidays. We'll be back on Monday, November 29th. Have a safe and happy holiday, and thanks for listening. 